My name is Jeff Chelios, and today is the day that I die. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I've been poisoned with some kind of Chinese synthetic. You've got to do something for me, dog. They gave you the Beijing cocktail. It's cutting off your adrenaline. If you stop, you die. Now, I've got one hour to settle a score. Say goodbye to my girl and go out with a little style. Welcome to Joey Hates Movies. Uh, I'm Joey. I hate movies. And today is a movie that I picked. So, Nick. Oh, you love it. Coral, thank you for being here for me. I can't think of a movie that more just really encapsulates who Joey is. I feel like that's that's a that's a bastardization of my character, and I, I strongly disagree with that more. You chose it. Be referenced I, it all the time. That's what people do to movies they love. I chose reference them. This is the first movie. You chose. I, there's a reason why I shouldn't do this. And there's a reason why it was a birthday present. And there's a reason why this is a this is a yearly, <laughs> if at all, occasion ever again. Mm. Because, um, well, I mean, I feel like by by saying that, that might reveal the fact that um, I'm sorry, <laughs> deeply, truly, incredibly sorry. Yeah. Um, I know. I mean, obviously, it's my first time seeing it. I believe it's also the first time you watched Crank, Nick. Yeah, this movie's. <sighs> yeah, it's the first time I watched it. <laughs> but Coral's had the mish pleasure of now seeing it multiple times. Actually, I realized when I started Crank, I saw Crank 2. <laughs> I, I, I have never seen Crank 1, but it's almost exactly the same plot. <laughs> hold hold well, on. Well, the end of the movie, I was like, can, he's still alive. Here we go, baby. Can yeah. you explain to me? How Crank Two starts if he dies and he doesn't though. You didn't watch it until the end. Yeah, did you shut it off early? I mean, I, wa- I watched him bloop and then like he blinked and that was it. Yeah, if he yeah, blinks, he's, he's still alive. Yeah, man. Dead people can blink, right? No, he's just alive, and then the same thing happens, and then he has to electrocute himself a bunch. Same exact thing. Wow. What? So, wait. What? Did you already say Crank? Did you already say we're talking about Crank? Oh, we're talking about Crank. We're not talking about Crank Two. But I was just curious how there was a Crank Two after Crank, or why they felt the need to make another movie. Was this a popular movie? I know that it overperformed its budget by a lot, that but that's budget. because it has a small budget, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it kind of has a cult status. Maybe I'm always shocked by the amount of people and type of people. Who really like Crank. See, that's the thing that really threw me for a loop. Because I was just like, maybe, you know, like, before I hit play Mm -hmm. on this movie, I was like, you know, I feel like this movie was really present, especially, like, on FX in the, like, Mm. mid-2000s. Where I'm like, yeah, I feel like this got a lot of playback on basic cable. And, like, I heard people talking about this. Like, my cousins seem to talk about this movie a lot. (laughs) Like, like a lot. Yeah. Does that make more sense now that your cousins are talking about that? Yeah, it does. I think they might actually be in most of this movie. It just, <laughs> Can, so I think we said last time, Jason Statham's favorite movie he's been in. Yeah, so um, I have a boss who, um, Corrado Corrado, for those who who don't know, who actually shot de- um, like an on the set visit with Jason Statham on the set of Death Race Two Thousand. And him and Jason Statham, for whatever reason, became, like, best friends. For whatever reason. That makes <laughs> the most sense. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, but, no, no. I, dude, Corrado <laughs> probably loves Crank. But, yeah. but, but he asked him, like, 
what's your favorite movie you've ever done? And he was like, that movie Crank. I love doing Crank. Remember why I have sex with that broad in broad daylight? Oh. <laughs> I love that movie. I have. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to this movie. I, I watched this movie the day of recording. It is incredibly fresh in my mind. <laughs> and I was talking to someone who wasn't YouTube about it like a couple hours ago. Uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, I had to watch Crank for the podcast. And they're like, Crank, I love Crank. <laughs> there is, there's no way that movie holds up at all, though, right? Like, there's no way that I would like Crank in 2019. And I'm like, probably not. Yeah, yeah. I think I almost immediately. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what was acceptable in 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 2006, but I think that we might have progressed a little bit far to have women be humans and be a little less racist in movies. Right? Uh, I hope, less. But I mean, evidenced by my experience, having watched the sequel, nothing advanced in that time period. If anything, it got a lot worse. I don't know if that was like a two-year difference, but it was not, they were not on the right trail when but, they made the second one. See, and that's the thing. I, I, for the longest time, I was like, I think Joey might really enjoy this <laughs> because it's set in LA. It is an LA driving movie. Which did, did their whole <laughs> did their whole budget go to filming on location at these places? It must have. I mean, it every it looks like it's shot on a camcorder. All the effects are terrible. Like the filters. It's well, the movie is very uniquely shot in that it just feels like a lot of running gun footage, where it's mm -hmm. it's almost like guerrilla style. And I think that it attempts to do like a when I was thinking about it and I watched it, it reminds me of like a reality TV like poor man's version of Run Lola Run mm -hmm. where it's just like I see what you're trying to do and they do some interesting things like with when he's on the phone and he's running around and they like superimpose whoever he's talking to like on walls like that's fine like I think it's it's a choice but um I was talking to uh one of my coworkers at IGN and he just directed his first uh feature film over this uh past year and I asked him like what what the biggest challenges were and he says the biggest challenge was working with an EP who owns his own reality channel and and i was like well why and he says because when you have someone who is responsible for overseeing reality tv their goal is send for a four-man camera crew out each with like a cheap ass camera and shoot literally everything mm. so that you have connective tissue that you can figure out the story and edit but when you do a movie you get to one to two nice cameras with lenses and you make choices with your yeah. camera they did not do that in this movie no choices <laughs> except more <laughs> did they not uh, how would the how, how are the choices not intentional it's it's very intentionally stylistic but the style doesn't there's no like this moment needs to be heightened so we're going to do this camera work as opposed to other things it is always just it's maximalism it is what is the most movement we can have in this shot and from behind the camera where you can still tell what's happening it's just more and it's layering filters on even though they don't connect to anything or tell a story better it's just throwing everything you can it, it just feels like someone threw a video in whatever they used to edit back in the day and then just adjusted all the contrast like color correction to extreme ends mm -hmm. and they're like all right this is good don't get in a don't get in some acid for a bit we're good it feels like the editor thought that they were funny <laughs> that's 
I just want to know who thought it was a good idea to get footage, like terrible video capture of someone navigating Google Maps and then jump cutting from a, a zoom in to just a shot that didn't work that you were like trying to zoom into. Like, what are you doing, man? Or like the bad animations, like the heart CGI or putting up text on screen. Or yeah. there's, there's so much that's just jarring because we're not used to like, I feel like we're used to like a language of these movies trying to look a certain way or like classy or something and this just kind of flies in the face of that conventional look yeah there doesn't even seem to be that much of a, a a through line stylistically like it almost feels like different scenes were shot or directed by different people like there's no reason for some outdoor shots to be super super saturated <laughs> and other outdoor shots around the same time of day just aren't yeah. i don't there's no logic. And it's not even just like the saturation or the filters. It's like the the, the closeness of the camera too, mm. right? Because some, I feel like the movie starts off incredibly claustrophobic. And then yeah. it gets patchy between like, we spent like half the movie just on extreme close-ups of people's faces, it feels like. Yeah, lo lots of ECUs. But I mean, I feel like we've already gotten ahead of ourselves. <laughs> what is Crank about? Crank, like you, like you said, I think this does tie into it. Crank begins in a first-person perspective and we are in Jason Statham's perspective and I was just like is this movie like a hardcore Henry precursor and I was like oh that's kind of neat and what we find out is he is an English hitman who's based in LA and uh, he is working for like the Mexican cartel that's based in LA I think and he was set out on a mission to kill a Chinese mob lord and we assume he killed them and as a result got kidnapped by some rival gang and injected with what is it the the beige the, the china cocktail or whatever yeah something racist and the idea is that if his adrenaline drops and he like his heart comes to a rest he will die because of this cocktail that they injected him with so his job is to figure out or not even figure out, just to kill the person who did this to him, all while trying to be at 150% action. How cool can I look while I'm trying to do something, Jason Statham? Because, and even like that plot that you're giving is so not important. Yeah, it's just yeah. someone, he needs to go 150% at all <laughs> times so he could kill people. And if he doesn't, he dies. It's speed, yeah. but a person. And I know that's how they probably pitched the movie. Mm-hmm. Fast cars, cocaine, gunfights, fistfights. Homophobic, racist, just the worst. Pretty rapey. Very yeah. rapey. No, 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 no. Not, not pretty. <laughs> but, just rapey. But I think on the outset, if you look at the concept at a face value, I think there could be a good movie here with that concept. Mm -hmm. The idea of someone who has to keep their adrenaline up all the time in order to carry out an objective that's interesting that's a good idea but i've never seen such a good idea executed so poorly <laughs> because you could do so much good stuff someone who has to go 150 percent for 90 90 minutes of a movie and then in the last 15 he gets fixed and what if it's like the inverse now he has to learn how to not go 100 like that's kind of that could be cool yeah you're asking for a story that doesn't have a story. <laughs> but, like, the action doesn't even look good in this movie. Whenever there's a gun... How dare you? Do you have any idea how funny 
driving through that mall and having the car go up the escalator. When, it, when he stood on the car? It's just a green screen. They barely keyed out. I was baffled. No, you think that's the worst. Okay, the best thing, that the, there was a moment where Joey heard me laugh out loud. And he goes, did you have a good time? And I was just like, I just can't believe they did a thing in this movie. And it's where he goes to the the like dive bar with where he goes to kick a lot of black ass, his words, yeah. not mine. And there's this shot where we see outside the bar and the fighting begins and it is a cartoon the doors of the bar inflate like oh the action's about to burst through they like just took a filter and then just like <laughs> dragged it and made a digital like pool to make it look like this bar was going to explode with action i don't know why they thought that was a good idea it feels in line with the Google Maps stuff. They're bringing up the syringe to indicate how much 10% is, the writing cunt on a forehead, the... Like, did they think they were, like... Uh, did he just... When did he make Snatch? Did he make Snatch before this movie? Because, like, if he did, maybe they're like, dude, we get the guy from Snatch and then we throw him in, like, speed. Yeah, this it feels like a failed blank check. Like, there's no one watching it back or giving notes or like having a bird's eye view of this ever it just seems like every every moment was made independently and then someone smashed it all together i just i don't understand how this movie got made because it clearly yeah. took like maybe two days to shoot well, yeah. i think it's, it's a lot of that era that like mid-2000s kind of super like new macho very like axe body spray yeah like very post 9-11 America gung-ho kind of bullshitty stuff. It all feels very of that era where I, I can make sense out of that. There's nothing about uh, his, his character's name is Chev Chelios. There, there's, uh, yeah, I, I sure. Jason the whole time. <laughs> there's nothing about him that is likable. No. At all. And I think they try to do that when they introduce his girlfriend. Where he's like, oh, he's the patient boyfriend now. Like, oh, look at him fixing a microwave. Yeah, and his girlfriend's so dumb and he doesn't even mind. <laughs> I don't... She was not a human being. <laughs> and I think that there's something... Like, that part of the movie almost veers into slapstick territory where the assassins come to the house to try and kill him and his girlfriend, and he has to, like, kill them while she's not paying attention. Yeah, there's something almost, like, silent movie about that sort of setup where she doesn't know and she's going about normal mundane activities and he's having to do all these extraordinary things to keep her safe without her knowing. That's a good idea. I like that scene and concept but it just but, but like you said it feels like it's some it's it feels like this movie was just directed by a bunch of different people who got their hands on it, it was like well the opening should be a first person sequence <laughs> uh there should be a giant car chase in a mall and then we do like what if we do this clever silent film type like oh slapstick thing like it just doesn't make and then the end like the the like where he they tries to say something where he's in the elevator after he takes whatever drug mm -hmm. and then like the person the, the 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 asian man who's in the elevator alone with him confronts him and it's all in his head like is it trying to say something i was like is this the is this where it's trying to layer on a lesson and then there's also at the end where he you know points finger guns at people and shoots his finger guns and it shoots someone and you see it's from someone behind him but even that felt like a the power of imagined violence it felt like it was like gesturing vaguely towards a big idea but not in any with no follow-through 
I, I can't even imagine trying to put like a theme or motif on something. It's like a no substance, just action and violence. Yeah. But like, but it feels like there's so many interesting ideas that you like <laughs> that you could like. I think any of us, if we were given 20 minutes, and we could like probably come up with a better draft for a script <laughs> than what they've had for Hold since on, 2000. Give me, a, give me a full day. But aside from that, <laughs> like it just. None of the action makes sense. None of it feels realistic. Even I, I know they're not going. I mean, if for you real. want to talk about not making sense, <laughs> you, you can nitpick the fuck out of like so many things here. The like the amount of epinephrine that literally should have just killed him. Well, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Uh, how comically inept the LAPD is in this movie. <laughs> like stormtrooper level up. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there is like okay, yeah, this is the one part of the movie that makes sense. <laughs> And then, like, the none of the internal logic for the movie, like, holds up. You know, it establishes early on, if he relaxes, he dies. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it motivates him to, um, you know, put the pedal to the metal. He goes 100%. He stands on a motorcycle to try and up his adrenaline, which is, okay, interesting idea. And, you know, he, he robs a, a liquor store and drinks all of the energy drinks. I'm like, okay, that's a funny beat, but whatever, not a big deal. And then the scene, like, it even establishes when he's driving to the liquor store, like, oh, man, I got to turn up this uh, achy-breaky heart because I, because head banging will definitely get my adrenaline up. It's trying to do something. Mm -hmm. And then the scene with the pool happens where he jumps in the pool and confronts his old boss that I just doesn't – that entire conversation didn't make any sense. But he was not doing anything thrilling mm. for at least – Eight minutes. Why did he not die in that pool? What is going on? Why are there so many naked women in this movie when they don't need to be naked? And just all over the place, like props. Yeah, like yeah. there's a dude who's getting a blowjob on the phone on a phone call. It's like, why? He's cool, man. Dude, he's so cool. He's so edgy. He's Mexican. That's what they do, right? I hope to be. I hope to be rich enough to one day just keep a bunch of women in glass. Yeah. <laughs> My rooftop. I felt really <laughs> when the girl in the in the glass orb got shot and killed, and she and the other one's like looking at her. I was like, "That's fucked up. That's terrible." He runs over and kills a ton of people in that mall too. Oh yeah, the one who's like, or even in his apartment complex, he just runs yeah. the dude over. I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. Kind of drive through the mall. Holy shit, they. They filmed this movie all over L.A. too. Like, it's not like they just had a couple locations. Like, they're on top of buildings in downtown and filming inside of malls and, they like, on in Westwood. They're, like, on the street in the valley. Like, Aren't they on the streets of downtown L.A. during the day? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Expensive. <laughs> That's expensive. <laughs> That's where all their... How much money this movie was budgeted at? $12 million. All right, that's more than I thought it was, maybe. <laughs> it made 42.9 That's why million. they had to cut all the, all, the, all the visual effects was for the... Yeah. That, I, just go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I just... Uh, I'm thinking of, fun, like, nice things to say. You know, there was... um, I got to see Big Mike G in a movie. Dude. <laughs> which was such I a... I had to do it. <laughs> oh, I didn't even... I did a double take. <laughs> We used to work with uh, the the big the, the real big uh, the guy who gets his hand caught in the sewing machine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ooh. Mike G. That was Mike. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in Crank. So I I just did a double take. I was like, that's him. <laughs> he got what a horrible way to go. That's awful. At least he didn't get shot though. 
He just got left there to get sewed to the, the But I table. mean, it's not like he died. Yeah, he'd probably be all right. I, that's good. You know, if I was cast in a movie like this, I'd be like, well, at least I didn't die. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> die and you still get like a pretty gruesome, memorable Yeah, thing. yeah. Like, I, you're the most memorable henchman who got killed in that movie. Yeah. Except for the guy who got thrown on top of the grenade. And then like... <laughs> That's not how grenades work. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that's not how grenades. That would have just tore through the man and destroyed him. Yeah, yeah. That, there's there's plenty of like cartoon Looney Tune logic to the violence, so I don't really mind that stuff. And I don't mind the plot holes. And I I'm trying to figure out. I like dumb action movies. Yeah. I love every Fast and Furious movie, but I don't know where that line is for me where something can be really dumb and i still enjoy it i think the problem with crank is it's also mean-spirited yeah it's very nihilistic like it's not i i think even at it saying a word like nihilistic is giving it too much credit <laughs> because that implies it's trying to say something there was intent about the human condition i just yeah. think it's it tries to be funny and in trying to be funny loses any sense of humanity because it's like you couldn't think of anything to do other than trying to make a bro in the audience laugh like we have a, a a character who's maybe the closest thing Chev Chelios has to a friend outside of his girlfriend, who I guess is like loosely connected to the mob, mm -hmm. and he gets captured in the same like sewing uh, like factory or whatever, and he's brutally murdered and killed, and then Chev Chelios uses him as a body shield, like hilariously in a way that's oh. like supposed to be cool and funny, yeah. But it's just like that's the only person who kind of liked you, dude. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Can we talk about um, how I hated, I think, every music choice in the entire oh, movie? Oh, so much wall-to-wall -wall butt rock. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh. every time a song came on, I'm like, that's the wrong choice. <laughs> and then another song came on, and I went, well, that's the wrong choice. <laughs> every time. I've never been so taken out of an experience by music to be like, why did you put that here? Constantly. Yeah. It really s sets it up in its era, too. But one thing it didn't do that was baffling to me is use a song by its celebrity cameo. Do you guys know who the celebrity oh, is? Chester. Chester. Nasal spray Chester. Of, of Lincoln Park <laughs> fame. Rest in peace, Chester. <laughs> he makes an appearance in this movie as a weird tweaker in a hospital. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know sad. that was. Yeah, but they didn't use a Lincoln Park song, which would have fit perfectly. Yes, <laughs> would've, that would have. That would have been perfect. <laughs> oh. How do they not use a Linkin Park song in this movie? I don't know how you can be such a great hitman and action person like this dude and just not understand, like, hey, man, uh, this nose spray is going to have epinephrine, like, whatever <laughs> kind of dumb shit he didn't know in the whole movie. The whole hospital scene, I thought, was just super funny. Where he's just following the gurney and, like, pointing a gun. Yeah. like, surely someone's going to notice him. <laughs> Or just like some of the scenes just feel like a a, a quote unquote I'm using air quotes right now a writer got into a specific scenario because when you're writing an action heavy movie like this you do have to go into detail about how the action unfolds because that's most of the movie and there's just so many times where I'm like the cops could have shot him there the cops could have shot him there they could have shot him there there's like moments where it's like he didn't even get lucky it's just like the plot demanded that he he had the plot armor on so it's like nothing bad's gonna happen to him. Unless he does it to himself. Yeah. Like, I didn't even understand the scene where he goes to a hardware store and he, like, hammers nails into his leg. That was a thing he did, right? Yeah. <laughs> it all kind of 
<laughs> but the next scene, he gets like his blood replaced or fixed, and then it's like, oh no, I can walk just fine. Yeah, now. well, he also he grilled his hand in a panini press for like 30 <laughs> seconds and then was like oh that was a bummer and then he was fine and kept using his hands normally that's a serious burn that, that, there's, like, there's elements that i think like if you really leaned into the right extreme moments you could have something pretty interesting because like you, you take that earlier idea of someone who can't go below a certain speed right and then you also couple it with like body horror like yeah that could be kind of cool. Like, kind of like, it, it reminded me of a movie like Upgrade or, or like Tetsuo the Iron Man where like there's these extreme examples of the human body mm -hmm. done so much better in other movies. Where but, it's like, And those movies break like convention in cinema way more than Crank does. I feel like Crank is the sort of thing where if you don't, if you're not that into movies, you watch it, you think it's insane and it's breaking all the rules. But something like Tetsuo just doesn't follow an internal logic very closely, but it all works because it's coming from like a unified perspective. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, it just isn't. It's all over the place. Yeah. <sighs> There's like no connective tissue yeah. or like unified vision, which is... Uh, the unified vision is Jason Statham. The, the only thing that the contract said is he has to look cool. Does he do his own time. stunts? No way. There's no way. He probably does like a small amount of them for his own pride and then has a stuntman for the I mean, I don't think he's standing up on a motorcycle. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which was also a horribly green screen. Green screens weren't that bad in 2006, right? No. <laughs> There's no way Jason Statham would agree to show his butt on a camera. <laughs> Are you sure? There's a lot of butt. That's definitely not him. There's no way. He would not allow. I can't see that being a thing that that man allows. Oh, <laughs> he's too cool. I, <laughs> um, I think this movie has my least favorite sex scene in any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. By like, a, by like a mile? Yeah. It's... Like that's, that's a scene that I would... I would have been mortified like watching that with my parents because mm -hmm. there was a world where I almost would have seen this movie in the theater with my parents yeah. back in the day <laughs> and I would have been mortified. Yeah. But just the weird combination of like racial stereotypes and just rapiness and it's just like, yo, this seems, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah. And then, and that all of that grossness is, is played for laughs. Like it's, it's a punchline that her being assaulted turns her on so then it stops being rape like that's a joke in the movie and that's just so uncomfortable yes yes it really and it really really, really feels like something a clueless man would have written so that he doesn't get blowback for writing a rape scene yeah so and like i feel like i was like you know, maybe I'm looking at this in 20, 2019 perspective. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm woke now. I know what's happening. But you could tell this movie was written by a white dude mm -hmm. because their their like perspective on race is crazy. They're like Asians. They're all the same. <laughs> uh, Latinos, all the same. They all act we're gonna have one that way. one scene where there's a lot of black people. Yeah, because that's oh, yeah. where they are. Yeah, and then he's gonna leave that place, so there's no more black there's people. No more black <laughs> well, no, he kicked all their black asses. Duh. There was no one in the Hawthorne Mall that was black, which is just <laughs> shocking, really. Uh, and that's just one of those things. Like, I don't. I'm not saying like diversity would have made this a better movie, <laughs> but like I think if you were to lump this in with something like a Training Day, like. I think there's a similar perspective on race in Training Day where it's like, you know, it, it is people who are marginalized and they are playing up a stereotype that, you know, that 
maybe a white person in LA might have, but I think it's trying to say something interesting and, you know, different, different types of people in a community. You could kind of weave that into something that could resemble trying to say something. Mm -hmm. And it's just never, it's again, it's just all like, no, this is just, this is just a 1990s vision of the 2000s. And here we go. This is, we're here to stay. Yeah. How do you feel about the comedy of the final scene of just um, falling to your death without a parachute from a helicopter, which doesn't fly that high? Yeah. Also, <laughs> not, well, not helicopters are relatively low flying, low flying vehicles, and that guy was like jumping out of a 747, basically in that scene. Um, not high enough where you could make a full phone call. <laughs> also, how is he making a phone call up there? That doesn't work like that. Are you sure you don't want to go skydiving and be like, hey, hold on, let me just lay on my back and be like, hey. I remember thinking when he was free falling towards towards Earth because that isn't that that same is just a Linkin Park music video. There's the same link, <laughs> there's a music video for Linkin Park, same thing. But I was thinking. That's when I was reminded that there is a sequel for this movie. When he was yeah. falling down, I was like. How does he survive this? How does he do it? Is it cut? Because I was like, it's going to cut before he hits the ground. We're good to go. And then the sequel's going to open and he lands in a tree. And, you know, <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> that would be fine, yeah. And, it's, and, it's more of a fuck you than that. Yeah. It's such a, like, this is a movie. We can do what we want. He so lands on a car. He's like Ubermensch. <laughs> yeah. It's, He's it's gross. He's Jason Statham's version of the Uberman. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the amount of bounce he got off that car and just how bad that visual effect looked. It's like, well. Do, do you bounce that much off a car? No, you, you also. just. Bodies don't stay in one position from a fall like that. No, you kind you're... of become a puddle is my understanding. Yeah. Also, how bad is like. Also, that poor car. Whoever was in that car died. <laughs> Like we we've never worked with like a massive budget for special effects, but I feel like collectively we've all made better fake blood <laughs> than the fake blood that's present in this movie. Too watery. Yeah. Too red. Yeah. Too, it was just, too red and too watery. It just looked like someone put red food dye in water and splashed it on a wall. Is that not fitting for what this movie is though? Yeah. Blood is red liquid. That's it. Yeah. And like their prop hands, like I'm sure that I have better prop cutoff hands in um, our apartment right now than they had in the movie. That, that's, you know, like looking at the scene again, picking at it like different parts of the movie all feel different. That was trying to be like a horror cat and mouse type of thing where he's like the hitman's after him and he's trying to get him first. Like there's something here. It just doesn't work well. Yeah. And then I... I I had a hard time paying attention to this, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> this was the one Joey Hates movie where I, I maybe picked up my phone once every, like, eight minutes. Yeah. Wow. Just, just you know, like, I'm probably not missing anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anything, I'm doing the movie a favor because I'm not seeing any of the bad visual effects. I needed a break from looking at it. <laughs> it's just so much, and it's unrelenting. Like, you need to kind of step away every once in a while, I think. How did he survive crashing that motorcycle while standing on top of it? Also fine. <laughs> he, has a, he has a scrape on. He has like a poor continuity scrape on his leg for the movie too that like goes <laughs> yeah. out. That I yeah. don't know when he got it, but I, it, there's like so much stuff. Um, the, the thing is, like I, I realized pretty quickly that I that this movie was not great. Um, <laughs> only yeah. only compounded by the fact that of all the stuff of. Uh, 
how incredibly unwoke for even 26, 20, <laughs> 20, 20, 2006 it is. 2006, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but I, I feel like in some perverted way, it's almost more memorable than, than some of the other stuff we've watched just based on how bad it is like i feel like yeah. it, it crosses back over the line of being so bad there's some entertainment value out of it being so bad yeah i guess i i mean i see that a lot for other movies that i would say are bad that i enjoy for whatever reason i can't i couldn't find the fun <laughs> with this one i think it's just too mean i really do think that it just lacks any kind of humanity that makes anything worthwhile like i'm like this is sending a bad message to people like it's one thing to make something that's you know not up to snuff in whatever standard you're viewing it in but just something that's so i don't think there's anything redeeming about this movie that i i think people are worse for having watched a movie like crank like i yeah. think it's it's bad for you and i think there are other movies that that lack a heart like that but Either the the stunts are so well choreographed, or or the set pieces are so good that you're still seeing a reflection of like human labor that is creative, that is well executed, and there's something meaningful just in that, even if it's all just action. Whereas this doesn't have any like written in heart, and it's so sloppily made that you don't even get a, a human heart. passion from <laughs> looking at it. Yeah, it's pretty sloppy, and. The racism really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> really, really hurts it. Um, so I'd just like to book in and reiterate that I'm sorry. <laughs> this was a thing. I feel like I'm glad that I know uh, about what movie I'm referencing now when I talk about needing, <laughs> needing adrenaline to survive. Why did the Chinese gang at the end stand it still while they were shooting the Mexican gang? And then one dude had a weird look on his face while he was shooting a machine gun the entire yeah, I don't time. Know. And it kept cutting to him. And I was like, why are you doing what? this? <laughs> He just had like a weird smile on the entire. It was sorry. It's memorable. Yeah. For bad reasons. Yeah. There's, there's bad memories in this movie. My takeaway is the next time I see Big Mike G, I'll be like, <laughs> "You were in Crank." Hey. But then he'll ask you if you like the movie. You can't do that. You can never. I love the way to... you died. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That. That's. <laughs> you were great in the movie Crank. <laughs> But um yeah, I'm 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 sorry. Uh at least maybe there was a modicum of, of entertaining podcasts to come out of it. But aside from that, <laughs> would would not recommend Do you think this is the first time anyone's talked in a podcast about the movie Crank? No. Oh, I have to look that up. Keep keep on vamping. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up live right now. Just I, I'm positive people have. Really? Yeah. There's enough like I truly I was shocked. A lot of people whose opinions I respect on movies love this movie who name what? names <laughs> yeah. just like small reviewers or people oh. but like they write about movies and i yeah. like those things but i i feel like this movie gets a lot of unfair credit for it being like kind of this like fuck you this is what you guys want from action movies this mindless audiences just want all this stuff you just want fast cuts and filters and visually stimulating content and you don't actually care about the art so this is what you get i'm gonna make the worst version of that and people respect this movie for taking it that far and disrespecting its audiences but i don't i don't think that was in any way intentional and i think it still makes a final product that's bad yeah i, I don't think anyone set out to say 
this is what you actually want. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that was the case. I think that there was an earnest attempt to make something and it just, <laughs> this is what we got. Yeah. What, what, what's there's the, a lot of movie, there's a lot of movie podcasts about Crank. <sighs> Some of them being like, this is my favorite bad movie. Some of them being like, the, I like this. I love bad movies. I do not love Crank. I don't, I don't really like. I think there's other. I think watching. There's other things to watch. I think watching bad movies is important, though. I think watching bad Ooh. media is important, though. Because I think it gives you. Is that a reference point? Yeah, it's such a reference point, And it also, I think, is also inspirational for people. Because it's like, I can make a movie. <laughs> 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 Like, if people can love this, then man, what could I do? Dude, they made Tangerine on an iPhone. Come on. Ugh. Joey, where do you where do you put this? Oh boy. In the pantheon. How do you compare Crank to Persona? <laughs> well, in Joey Hates Movies, this is the podcast where we do just that. So where where, where does it lie on the the uh, the the timeline of Joey hates movies? I think it's um it's it's better than Green Book. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, oh boy! What does that mean? <laughs> but worse than Blade Runner. <laughs> but- I, I don't. Even, I can't. I can't do this that's anymore. Just absurdist. Where is it? My only. That's point like of, right in the middle. It's like right in the middle. Yeah. You like it more than Jurassic Park? Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. How long do I have to wait until I just make you watch Jurassic Park again? <laughs> if we ever do a live show, that's where we have to do like a. We're doing at the Alamo Draft House a live Joey hates movies. Of Jurassic Park. Man, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know if I actually feel that way. I, I, it, it might be, it might be worse than the Green Book. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it might be. It's definitely uh, better than Persona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought you liked Persona. No, it's at the bottom. I think it's the worst ranked one. <laughs> it is the worst ranked one. Coral was kind enough to uh, make a letterbox that has every. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, if you use Letterbox, there is a list that I'll update. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll think about it a little bit more, and you can be surprised and find it on there. Great. I don't think we're gonna be surprised. <laughs> I feel like I am. I don't know the exact placement of where it is. I just know that it's like kind of in the bottom half, but not like at the bottom. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> next. So for our next movie, uh, it was time for Patreon to pick again. Okay. And uh, we've kind of been giving like uh, Patreon themes over these last couple of, uh, of, of uh, movies. And uh, one genre that we haven't done any of was animated movies. Okay. Why is that funny? No, it's just uh, I, I know what the category is and the tonal whiplash is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we proceeded to what we did was what I did. I should take full credit for this and just admit that you weren't involved uh, for your own safety. Is that I, I I grabbed all of the Pixar movies that I haven't seen, with the exception of the Cars movies, because seriously, fuck that, um, and put them up on Patreon. Okay. So while I have seen a lot of Pixar movies, I haven't seen um, like the newest Toy Story movie or Up or Ratatouille or The Good Dinosaur. Stuff like that. Good dinosaur is bad. <laughs> That's what I've heard. 
Yeah, I don't think you need to watch it. And uh, overwhelmingly, normally we don't have uh, like runaway landslide votes, but overwhelmingly, the movie that Patreon picked was up. Okay. All right. So you, after Crank. I thought it was going to be Ratatouille. Have you seen Wally or was Wally on the list? I have seen Wally. Okay. Wally think- is what I was what I refer to as my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah, if that had been in there, I think it might have topped up. And if people I, I, I get like weirdly defensive about Wally and people are like, Oh, I liked like you you know, cars too bad. <laughs> I'm like, I know that I have no standing on movies, but like holy shit, you're wrong. <laughs> I feel like up makes sense. I feel like there's a, a like a beloved like people love up. Yeah. Like, they really like Up Mm -hmm. in a way that I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I don't know, but maybe I'll know next time when we (laughs) talk about our first animated show. Um, So thanks, y'all. Remember, you can uh, help us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash cybergarbage. And, uh, yeah, you get the video version there. If you're getting the audio version only, you want to watch the video version for some reason, that's, that's where you can find it. So... You also get it earlier on Patreon. And you get it earlier. Which is great. It's great for impatient people like me. But until then, go watch up. Check one, two, three, check. Hello. Talking about movies like Crank and also like Up. Two movies we're going to watch. They're both movies. Testing. Hey, test. Test, test, test. I think I just got to give a little boost to this. watched up first. Mm. <sighs> Are we doing crank first? Yeah. Cool. Test, test. Hey, that sounds a lot better for me. And then Coral one more time. Test. Also, check. Hello. Hi. Movies and stuff and directors. And yeah, actors. you sound good. You sound good. Joey? One, two, three, four. I'm saying words into the microphone. You sound too loud. Ah, uh, hey. that's a thing that happens sometimes. My uh, my voice is just so projecty. Testing, testing, testing. There we go. Alrighty. We should be good now. One more time, Joey. One more time, Nick. I know that I've been telling you about more speedruns, but the control one was also pretty cool. That's what I came oh, to the conclusion from. Oh, I didn't even know from. they did control. They did. It's only an hour. There's a lot of, like, uh, Half-Life 2 out-of-bounds clips they do. All right. We are rolling. Oh, we're recording. That means that we got we to gotta go. Yeah. Like, we got to start. Got to do the thing. Dude, this movie's not going to talk about itself. I feel, uh, for people watching the video, underdressed compared to you two, which, to be fair, I realize saying that out loud is normally the case, um, but, but I feel extra so.
underdressed today. Sweatpants right now that you can't. <laughs> but I strategically wore it so that and placed the camera in a way where you can't tell. So I noticed that when you uh, got home, you immediately took your pants off but left the shirt on for the podcast. And I'm like, Nick's Nick's playing the game. <laughs> Rachel <Madden>. <laughs> <laughs> Does she do that? Yeah, yeah. She wears sweats and a blazer. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wait. She's at a desk. Yes. I feel like you're not as clear now for whatever reason. How's how's this? Keep go like around the perimeter. Give me a yeah, the perimeter. I should be talking from here, but I can't quite angle the mic where that's it's, doable. Because uh, I think I sound okay, and there's no reason why you shouldn't sound okay. Yeah. Because oh wait, I see why. I know exactly why. Because Joey's in the middle, and then I got that. Yeah, I see the problem. You're fine. You're good. I just boosted. I dropped your audio because I keep thinking this one. Ah. Oh, you dropped hers instead of mine? Yeah. It's not. I can kill possible. that record. No, that's fine. We're good. I was just testing. Cool. We're still good. Well, well then I guess we can start it from here. No one will ever know what happened before. We had a long conversation about. I'll throw it at the end of the episode. Yeah, Yeah, this is fine. This is just people need to know about Rachel Maddow. I I, yeah, and my sweatpants (laughs) and real news, everybody. This is real news. Um, 